Praise the Lord. And greetings to all of you this wonderful morning in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. From wherever you are tuning in from this wonderful morning, from the comfort of your home, or if you are driving and watching this live broadcast through Facebook, or if you're listening in, tuning in from hospital, business houses, correction centers, or tuning in from overseas on behalf of the General Superintendent of the New Methodist Christian Fellowship and the Global Director and NCF, we take this moment to greet you all in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We believe that all is well this wonderful morning despite the extremes uh, lifestyle, despite the extremes things that you go through throughout the week. We believe that Jesus is still the solution. That's why we are tuning in live again this wonderful morning in this wonderful program, uh, God of Our Nation program. Thank you for taking the time to tune in this wonderful morning. Let us come before God in prayer before we proceed our session this morning. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this wonderful day. Thank you for, for taking the time to speak to us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for being our God. We acknowledge your sovereign authority. We acknowledge your kingship. We acknowledge that you are the God of our lives, the God of our families, and the God of this nation, more so the God of this universe. Thank you for creating us to be who we are this wonderful morning. The situation that we go through, extremes of life. Some of us have to go through uh, pain and Christ throughout the week. We know and we believe that you still wipe the tears, that you still on the throne, that you still heal our sickness, that you still heal our souls. Thank you, Father, for this wonderful session. You will speak to us, Father, and we thank you and we acknowledge your Holy Spirit that will lead us this wonderful morning. We give you the glory, the honor, the praises, majesty, and the dominion to be yours and yours alone. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen and amen. Nabolewuna turangkena marama dorbukena wana leo sa bagumbulo taltigani matagbi naga ni singendai na pio korkor kaya sar sa netini kabani nando bunua ni sambulo binaka ni matagbi naga mai na matagbi ni kuwa nando prokaramu na kalau ni bonongo say God of our nation na matagbi naga ni singendai kuwa matagbi ni kuwa matagbi talay andan rongo ti ngah bida na bida tonaki bekenda andangay solibu na utiku bekenda na rendini ngasilibu ni songo songo lotu na New Methodist Christian Fellowship ka global director talaga ni songo songo lotu ka bilu tagi talaga ni chief executive officer ni my television pastor Rachel Bulon na solibu na utiku Kebekenda, anda sibuk dengan dikuah. Kau baca video bina kau, kau baca nyanyi bina kau tu kan? Nabi balik balik kita sar, nama tak bina kau sihkan dai. Nabi lihat lagi tu kebekenda, nak turang dengan alat tamu. Just few announcement for us, New Methodist Christian Fellowship. If you're tuning in this wonderful morning, thank you for taking the time to tune in this morning. I believe Western, you having your mission Sundays, you fellowshipping with within you. Vicinity of your family, and also northern and eastern, you having your zone combined, but you fellowship in your families. We take this time to greet you all, NCF, this wonderful morning. A few announcements for us uh, this morning: uh, acknowledgement of the task that has been conducted so far. Thank you so much for all that has been done: the prayers, the fasting, the seeding, and the. Everything that you do for God's kingdom on behalf of our leaders, we take this moment to say thank you so much. Just a few reminders for us uh, this morning. Fasting will continue, 48 hours fasting will continue. And also our prayers from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Prayers from your individual families in accordance to the schedule that is laid down by regional coordinators in zones and worship centers. We will continue 
6 p.m. to 6 a.m. daily starting tomorrow. And also make sure that uh, we follow our fasting program, which is 48 hours liquid daily. Uh, also, another reminder on our Lockdown with Jesus program, Word Chapter Challenge and Memory Joggers. Thank you for all the families and individuals who have sent in the clips and we've been airing from the last two weeks. It will continue this week. For any further information, please contact the executive managers for productivity and training and also executive manager um, marketing media, marketing, and administration for any further uh, information. And all our national weekly programs will continue this week. You will tune in from your home tomorrow, Monday, our leaders' training at 6 p.m. On Thursdays, we will have our uh, midweek energizer while waiting for your lunch and also the routine five times program through my television. And don't forget, 5 a.m. in the morning, Kataloumana um, um, on Radio Fiji 1 and our campus today on um, uh, Facebook Live Souls to Jesus page. So those are just few announcements for us to make this morning and also another reminder to uh, uh, head, um, overseas uh, that are tuning in this morning. Again, as I've reiterated last week, all our programs for 2020 events that is scheduled for 2020 has now been cancelled and will be postponed to a later date. Our leaders will again uh, let us know through the church advices that have been forthcoming. So from the headquarters here in Suba, we wish you all a blessed week. Stay safe and God bless you all in Jesus' name. I will now invite the uh, Global Director for the New Methodist Christian Fellowship, our Ndiniga Silevu, Pastor Rachel Ivulono, who will preach to us today. So, uh, from the comfort of your home, get ready to hear the message of the hour. We welcome Pastor Rachel Ivulono. Praise the Lord. God is good. And all the time, God is good. Um, thank you. I also greet you to, uh, today, and I uh, thank you, uh, Talangastiko, for um, uh, that uh, powerful prayer, and also the welcome to all the members that are sitting in. Maybe most of you that are sitting in today, this is your program every Sunday, uh, but some are still cooking in the kitchen. It's uh, one of uh, those programs uh, that you can uh, listen to uh, every Sunday since uh, we started this program uh, a few um, weeks or two months ago. Uh, today, I just want to recap on uh, last week. We had uh, Women's Day or Mother's Day uh, for most of our families. And uh, the lesson was from Proverbs 31, from verses 1 uh, to 31. And um, on the message itself to all us women at home, like what I mentioned uh, last Sunday, uh, there was no mention of any money. Uh, there was no mention of her working anywhere. It was all to do with all her lifestyle. So money is never or not always the currency of exchange. Um, you know, the possibilities, is there. It's, uh, uh, there's no limit to it. It's very... Uh, uh, you know, very crucial for you to understand because right now we have a lot of uh, issues, a lot of uh, odds that we have, uh, things that we used to have, and now we don't have. Uh, things that we used to desire to have now becomes impossible to have. So just a recap from last week, uh, don't rely and trust on the money to be the only thing or to be the only currency for you to deal with or live with in this present time. You need to Embrace what God has for you and look out for those possibilities because they're limitless and there's nothing that can stop you. Well, today I want to take us through to the same topic like I said last Sunday, and it's against our old. Uh, this God is the God of our all nation, God of our nation, God of Fiji, a God of your family listening in today, mm -hmm. God of all the denominations mm -hmm. that we have in Fiji, a God of the global and a God of everything and God of everybody. He is God. I believe that there is no other God like him. And today I would like to bring him to you in a different angle. There he is a God against all odds. 
Praise the Lord. Which means that whatever that you're going through today, He is your God. Uh, whatever that you um, are suffering, it may be sickness, it may be financial loss, it may be any other things uh, that have been challenging your life today, whatever odds that you're sitting on, I would like you to believe and receive today that He is that God against all odds. So today I want to challenge you, wherever you're sitting, whatever that you're doing at home, you may be listening in, like what I said, uh, out of Fiji or within Fiji, whatever that you're doing today, some of you may be seated well at home, are ready for this time. I would like to challenge them, you mom, dad that are sitting in, or maybe you're a single uh, youth and uh, you're working now that you're facing with all these problems, I would like you to identify what are your odds? What are the odds that you're going through right now? Uh, financially, uh, maybe you've lost your job. Uh, maybe you've, um, you know, gotten to uh, less hours of work and not enough finances for you to pay for your rent, uh, pay for your meals, pay for your electricity bill, or pay for your water, or even look after your family, or even bring a meal on your table. So you're going through uh, those financial challenges, or maybe sickness. Um, there's some sickness that you're going through that never never leave you, never seem to leave you, like you continue to go through all those sickness and it's been year in, year out. Uh, that must be, you know, the order of your life to date. And then maybe some of you, you can't really, you know, shrug off or, or get off the negative, uh, negativity feeling that you have all the time. Everywhere that you look, it's always negative. Now with COVID around, it's like you're blaming everything and anything on COVID and everything around you, but you're not taking ownership from within yourself. And for the last one, maybe some of us, we have problems with our um, self-control. Amen? I'm talking about the odds that you have in your life. I have my odds, you have your odds. Uh, there are different uh, personalities, different people, a uh, different level, different ethnic groups. Um, they will also have their, you know, demarcated odds. But for you, I want to challenge you today. Uh, some of us, they have a very weak uh, self-control. Uh, you can't seem to control uh, your money. You can't uh, manage it well, or you can control yourself uh, from having um, extramarital affairs or con can't control yourself uh, from drugs, uh, sex and abuse. There's a lot of things that is surrounding you and uh, you can't seem to run away from it. So you resort to all these things uh, to give you the peace and to give you that, uh, you know, it, it's not lasting. It, it doesn't stay forever. But that those little moments that you're searching for, that you thought is going to give you and you still to be fighting a losing battle until today. So those are your odds. And our odds are different and it varies in different different uh, ways. Um, right now, I could say globally for Fiji, uh, as well, uh, I mean, for the world, as well as in Fiji today, uh, most of us are struggling. We are struggling. Um, one way or the other, our lives have shifted. Uh, one way or the other, mm -hmm. our lives have changed. No one listening to me today, or for us that are here at the studio in my TV, I would say, no, nothing has changed. No, everything has changed. Little things have changed, which means that it calls for a change to your lifestyle. And as we hear the announcements going from the government to say that it's going to be uh, the same, curfew still uh, being maintained, there's certain things are still the same. So I believe that this is the time to adjust your life, adjust your life to, to get used to the things around you and stop complaining and nagging uh, to say, oh, we never used to do that. We never used to do that. No, this is the time to stand still and correct the things around you and embrace Embrace it and, you know, for you to take ownership because if you keep on fighting it, if you keep on complaining, keep on nagging, uh, you're not going to get any far and you, you'll continue to struggle because the condition around you for us believers, because we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, as a believer, you know, God is your counsel, God is your source and he's always there with you. So I want to challenge you today on the second portion uh, or the second item for us, I need you to do a self-check. You look at yourself and check yourself. What do you have? Um, what is there that you still have left? If these are your odds financially, uh, sickness, self-control, and all these things that are surrounding you, uh, then what do you have? What do you have to supplement that? What do you have to fight that? What do you have 
in order for you to conquer whatever odds that you're facing through right now. Look around you. In finances, what do you have? Do you still maintain your job? Or are you still working but with less hours? Or do you still have that job? Or you've been told to go home, you know, with one of the many people that have been told to go home because there's nothing to do and the company's not running. Um, and, and, and then you look around. Apart from what do you have, what about you? What kind of person are you? You, you do a self-check. Today is a, a time for you to sit down and do a self-reflection. Most of the times, uh, we are always having, you know, very good points. When you look at other people, we have a lot of things to say about them. But when you sit down and look deep within us, uh, we can't seem to find the things that is wrong with us. But today, I need you to do a self-check, to check yourself. Whether you're diligent, like for the, the lessons from last week on the Proverbs 31, uh, this lady or this woman, you know, she wakes up when it's still dark. She wakes up when it's still dark. And she continues to work, continues to work, look after her family. I believe, you know, she goes into the farm. She does everything that she has to do uh, to continue to look after her family. And then it also says in verse 18 and 20 going on uh, for this chapter, it also says that she doesn't sleep until late. She works late into the night. So she wakes up when it's still dark and she wakes up. You know, she works right late into the night. And go right down to the verse 27. It says she's always busy. So it can be referring to a woman, but I want to bring that portion to us, all of us that are tuning in today. It applies to everybody and anybody today. You need to change your lifestyle. So that diligence, you know, if you say, if you look at yourself, what do you have? A self-check and you look at your odds, what do you have? Uh, are you diligent or are you lazy? Or are you sincere? You know, are you sincere with things that are happening around you? Are you being transparent? Or are you conniving and very wicked in your ways? This is a time to really have a good self-check. You know, we can come all hide in the church. We can come and sing hymns or we can come and raise our hands or we can come today now because you're worshiping at home with your family or worshiping you know in places that are less than 19 or 20 wherever you are this morning it's uh, you know it's very obvious before you can come and join the hundreds to join the thousands so you become one of the many but now you are one of the 19 or you're one of the 10 or you're one of the family of five you're one of the little number so it's very obvious for you to you know uh, look deep within you and know your, your, your value of uh, worshiping God, your current uh, status, and, and recheck your life. If you have been lazy all this time, like what I said, uh, COVID-19, uh, this uh, global pandemic, um, it has brought a new lifestyle, a lifestyle of not going to work because we're supposed to stay home, and a lifestyle for being locked down in isolation. But what you do within your, the vicinity of your home, that's your own choice. And if you you're so used to be sleeping in. You're so used to just standing up and look for food. You're so used to be sleeping the whole day. Then if you're not careful, that lifestyle will be the new lifestyle for you. But whatever lifestyle that you have chosen from before COVID, you need to go back to that. And then, you know, if you're listening today, you will say, I don't really need to. I don't work anymore. I don't have to wake up in the morning and get rest. I can show you your story. I left uh, the airline. I used to work for the airline for Air Pacific then. Now it's PG Airways. I started work there in the year 1989, and I left very early in 2012. So I spent about 23 years in the airline. And when I left, or when I... Um, I uh, gave in my voluntary separation. Uh, there was a package um, offered to management and to all the staff. I left and I came home. When I came home, every morning of my life, it's like I'm still going to work. I wake up, I get dressed. Uh, by 7 o'clock, I'm all dressed, sitting there on the table, uh, looking around, doing other things. And then my son will come and then ask me, uh, it looks like you haven't left work. Like every morning you get dressed. But it was my lifestyle. I didn't want to live that. I want to continue with the lifestyle that I have because... Even though the, the scenario is different, even though the, I'm not working anymore, but I push myself because for me, if I adopt a work clothes, then my mind is work. 
You know, it, it fine-tuned me to do the things that I'm supposed to do. And bring it back to where you are today. Don't allow the circumstances now to define you. You rise above it. If you used to be getting dressed in the morning, going to work, and then you said, oh, that's crazy, you know. I no longer go to work. Why should I do that? You can't do that. Get dressed, look around for something to do, be with your children, you know, put around, do something. You need to rise up and, and beat whatever that is out there for you. You need to allow uh, a new lifestyle for you, a lifestyle, you know, it's more ordained and purposeful. I, I really like this COVID-19 or the pandemic that is going globally, especially for Fiji, because now you go for a reason, you speak for a reason. Uh, you know, there is a purpose why you're there and there is a purpose why you should be home. There is a purpose uh, why you shouldn't be going anywhere. There is a purpose why you go to the supermarket. There is a purpose. It's purposeful. Um, I really enjoyed it because, I mean, because that is normal for me. But I see this a lot of, of, of us, you know, we just wander around. We go and stand for nothing. We stare. We've been part of the group. And uh, there's a lot of Nyomba and Avarosa for us Fijians, you know. And one small thing happened, or even the neighbor fight, the whole people go down to the street to go and watch. Uh, like we can mind our own business. Well, this is the time. Maybe God is allowing this time for us to have a new lifestyle. Uh, for you to be purposeful. If you're standing, where are you going? If you were going out of your house, uh, you know, for what purpose? So before you go, you'll think twice because there's a lot of things that is not normal. And God has allowed those situations to make you uh, sit down, reflect on yourself, and have a purposeful life. So when I left the airline 23 years of uh, working there, I came in. There's a lot of adjustment I have to adjust uh, when I was working for the airline. What I, why I'm sharing this, because you had your... Um, you know, before COVID-19, you have your pre and now you have your during and then you'll have your post. So the lives that you have been living before COVID-19 and uh, I would say God has trained you for today. You can't tell me today, no, I'm not ready for this. No, for believers, if you're watching in today, I believe God has allowed something mm -hmm. in your life to train you ready for this time. And you're ready. Don't tell me that you're not ready. You are ready. Because when you serve a living God, he knows what's great for you. In Jeremiah 29 11, it says, I alone know the plans I have for you. To prosper you and never to harm you. To bring about the future that you hope for. If that is your God you're serving, you're praying to every day. You think that he will just leave you to suffer? No. He had ordained. He had planned you. So there are certain things you have gone through before COVID-19. Um, maybe some of us, you know, stopped working. The contract was not... Um, um, you know, uh, validated for, uh, renewed for another uh, two or three years, one year, and then you're still looking for a job. No, indirectly speaking, God was trying to tell you, get used to the fact, get used to living like this. So you begin to, you know, work and live with the things that is around you. And when this happened, you didn't struggle. You know, it's, it's flawless. It's very seamless. You just come and you fit in well. I heard one testimony um, shared from here, from Kalangasi Antonio. He said he was offered a job of 120000 And on the same week, he was also given tickets uh, to go to Australia to work for three months. Um, voluntary. No money coming in. Imagine, a normal thinking person, you're offered 120000 contract, and you're offered to go for three months without any pay. He's got six or, yeah, he's got six children. And... That's their resources. That's their mind. Physically, in the secular world, a normal human being will go for the 120000 because that will pay for their rent, that will pay for their house, pay for their car. Um, the children go to private school. They all go to private school, uh, Christian school here in Silver. So the cost of living is very high. But he opted for these three months. Praise the Lord. 
He opted for that three months. When he went for the three months, oh, for sure the family had their moments, moments of fasting. Uh, I worked with the wife, and uh, you know there are humbling moments. Sometimes I'll have a couple that enter my office and bring in a plastic bag of biscuit and butter, or um, biscuit and uh, coffee and milk uh, for my TV, and then I'll be calling out and I said, take this home, you can take this home. And one morning she comes and she was crying and she was sharing. She said, man, thank you for that. And for me, I was thinking, this is just two packets of biscuits. But I never knew what they were going through at home. But God was training them. It made them stronger. The children begin to pray. And one time, I was just led. Um, my grandson ate at home and really didn't want his uh, small nuggets, McDonald's. So I took the things, put it in the container. And their, the younger son, the, 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 you know, the face just flashed in my mind. So I wrote it down. I called Talaga and said, please deliver this to this child, uh, to the family. And then Chief Iberbeck, she said, you know, today we came to HQ to do something. And when on our way back, he was crying. He looked at McDonald's and said, Daddy, I would really like McDonald's. So we went home and we were just talking about it. We had our family devotion. And he said, it's amazing. After we have our family devotion, he opened the pack and that was McDonald's. So God has trained. I'm, sh I'm sharing this family because it's the same that's happening to you today. They took that option. Now when COVID-19 came, you know, it's normal. It's normal for them. So maybe some of you have been saying, okay, I've been searching for this job. I, I never seem to get that. You know, human beings, you'll never get enough of anything any day. You'll never stop wanting. Your want will continue to grow and grow, grow. Uh, if you say to yourself, okay, I'll pray about that. And once I get there, then I should be good. No, you'll never be good. Because once you get it, you continue to aspire for something greater. Because human beings, they're never satisfied. You need, only when you have uh, the spirit of the living God in you, then he becomes you. Amen. He lives within you. Then you are content with everything and anything around you. Because it's no longer you that is alive. It is Christ Jesus that is alive with you. So today as you're sitting there doing your self-check, I need you to relook at the way you are. Stop complaining. Stop nagging. Uh, stop, because you can't change the situation. There's nothing you can do to change. Nobody can change what we're going through. But you can change the situation to fit into the current things that we are going through. So you need to sit, self-reflect, and then look at your life. Uh, determine what lives are you doing. I mean, until today, what have you been doing? What about yesterday? What did you do? Um, look through your whole day. How have you been managing your day? You need to better your day. It doesn't mean that there's no work and not, nothing is happening uh, for you to be lazing around and doing whatever you want to do, you know, complaining and again. No, you, you can turn that around. You can turn it around. And turn it around to, to your, you know, to your, uh, for your advantage. Because... God is trying to deal with you. COVID-19 pandemic globally, God is using this for us Christians, and I believe it's to mold us, to develop us individually. Because it's isolating you straight to home. It's locking you down home. It's not taking you anywhere. It's not taking you to the office or taking you elsewhere or taking you to the village. It says stay home. The message throughout the world says stay home. Stay home and cut the chain. Stay home and, you know, be isolated. And you only go out when there is essential service that you need. So God is allowing you for you to self-reflect and look at yourself and look at your life on how you can better, how you can move out from here. And don't complain and don't nag. Don't look around and say, okay, because if not, it's going to affect your prayer life. But if you don't believe in God and you're listening to me today, I would like to promote this God to you. If you know, if you say you're an atheist and you don't believe in this God and you say, okay, no, I don't believe um, what they're saying. But I want to encourage you today, maybe at the moment of your life. You know, this COVID, this coronavirus or the COVID-19 that is uh, touching the world today, it didn't, we were talking about it at home yesterday. It didn't touch anything else. You know, like if you have your kidney problem, if it had touched all other areas of your life, you'll be still breathing, but you can monitor. You can still breathing, but maybe you hope for something that's going to fix you. 
But for this virus or for this COVID-19, it's a taking your breath, the very breath of life that you have. It's a taking the lungs, which means when that breath leaves you, nothing else is there. And there's no fix. You know, you can talk about the kidney and say, okay, I can do dialysis. Or you can talk about any other thing, heart, and say, oh, I can do a heart transplant. Or there are other things that you can do because you're still breathing and you still can look at your body organs and you can say there's still probability of fixing you up. But God is actually using this COVID-19 or coronavirus to touch your lungs. The very breath that you rely on, because out of that air, when it leaves you, there is no life. But who gives that breath? There's no machines in the world that can give you that, that breath of life. Nothing. It can give you, and then you, you are unconscious, or you're there, sitting there in a coma, or it can take you for a little while. Most countries, they ran out of ventilators just to provide that air into your lungs, or to the lungs of the people to be able to, to breathe. In Italy, at one stage in time, they have to choose the people to be on ventilators, you know? That's humbling. What if I have my parents sitting in there? What are the children standing there and looking at their parents, and they become one of the many that they cannot be counted to be one of the many to receive the ventilators? And that, that's what the world can only give. But I want to promote to you the God that gives the breath of life. He gives the breath of life. He can heal their lungs. There is no other healer. Yeah, they're still looking for the vaccination. They're still trying to, to fix COVID-19. But I believe there is no other greater healer than him because he is, he is the healer. He is Jehovah Rapha. He is the greatest healer. And I want to promote him to you, this God. I want to promote him. And if you don't know him, I need you to believe in him. If you get to hear about him, I would like you to believe in him. And if you don't know, there is a Bible that talks about him. And this Bible talks about a lot about him. For us Christians, this Bible or your Bible is not new to you. You have the Bible. But for those of us who don't believe in Jesus, this is the word. And this is what I'm referring to. This is the Bible. And in this Bible, in John 1, 1, it says, In the beginning there was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He spoke the word, and the world came to be. He spoke the word, and everything came to be. He spoke the word, and you and I were created. So in the beginning, there was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And This is the word. He is the word. He is the word. You need to believe. You need to believe that he is the word. And he, if he is the word, then every word that you read from the Bible, every single Bible verse, for you memory joggers, I've been enlightened yesterday, listening to all the children as young as six years old, seven years old, reciting the Psalms, every word, every word of God that is written here, it's alive because he is the word. Because God is the word. He spoke the word because he is the word. In Hebrews 4.12, it says that the word of God is alive and active. The word of God. There are a lot of books ever written on the face of the earth. A lot of books. Only one. And I will repeat, only one. There is no other. I will repeat, only one. There is only one book that is alive. And this is the book that I'm offering for you today. So if you're not a believer, try it out. Maybe read a few chapters and say, okay, let's check out what she's talking about today. Check it out. Because once you start, you'll never put it down. Once you start, then the word of God that is in here, because he is the word, will come alive. In Hebrews 4.12, it says that the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, penetrates between the soul and the spirit. When you read, the word of God penetrates between the soul and the spirit. And then it says it penetrates between the bone and the marrow, and it discerns the attitude of your heart. So the word of God is the word of God, because he is the word. You need to believe that he is the word. In Jeremiah 1.12, the Lord spoke to Jeremiah and said, Jeremiah, look, what can you see? He said, I see an olive tree. 
and olive, olive tree and the cattle. And then the Lord said, I will watch over my words until it come to pass. He, he not only spoke of the word, he said, I will watch over my word until it come to pass. In Jeremiah 1, he will watch over his word, which means whatever he spoke, if he says in Luke 1, 37, amen, that with him, nothing is impossible. Hey, he will watch that nothing is impossible. He will watch over his word to come to pass in your life. And you need to believe in that. For my TV, I will share a little bit of my odds. I had a lot of odds in my life. A lot of odds. But I will, you know, share with you a most practical one. When my TV started, when we were offered with my TV, and I would like to thank uh, Stanley Simpson and his family. Thank you, Terry. Thank you to all the children. When he uh, came in to see uh, Gasselevo and talk about the, the TV station, I left my work in 2012. In 2016, uh, he was coming. And I was looking at it and he said, um, you know, the television company has got a, a deficit of about more than a million, more than half a million, uh, 654,000 uh, debt. Uh, so for me, and I was thinking, okay, I know I left my job. I, I was beginning to enjoy my full time. Um, being at home, being a mother, being a grandmother, uh, seeing off my children, seeing off my grandchildren, uh, cooking at home, waiting on everybody. I still do the ministry work, but, you know, like, it's manageable. And then when I was looking at it, I said, okay, that's a lot of work. I was not really keen to take it on. But continue, went on and on. And towards the end, we signed up. So I went with my husband, and we signed up. The first the contract that we signed, the legal binding contract, we have to pay 50000 I went up that day and I still can remember vividly. So I called our executive manager of finance. Uh, we went through the books. We went through and then she brought all the till, uh, whatever money that she has physically in, in her office and whatever money that we have in the account. So it came to about, uh, about 29,000. Uh, we counted every coin. So every coin mattered because we were supposed to be at the 50,000 that day. And I went with my husband. We went and there was ANZ Bank in the Tapu City then and we were lining up. When we were lining up, lining up, and then he kept on looking at me and he said, it's, it's going to be okay. And I said, it's going to be okay. And I was standing there and I said, Lord, you have to make money that is there in my account. I know that I've signed up for the volunteer separation. I had some money for my children, saved up for my children. But I was chewing it into my, my own finances for the ministry at that time. But I was walking in faith that whatever balance is there is going to feed the 50000 to be transferred to the account. And then I think about three... Uh, Customer up to the teller, I turned to my husband and said, you can go upstairs and wait for me, I will come. Because at that moment, I just want to be alone with my God. You know, the odds that you go through, don't go talk about it to anybody. You go to your secret place and you pray to your God and call on his name. So I line up and I praise God. I, I sign everything and I just stand there and I just continue to pray, continue to pray. Well, it happened. I came, that was done. And then it never, it never stopped because we need, we signed up a contract of 50, 50% uh, ownership. So we signed up a loan agreement of about four years to pay up about 400 something grand. But we managed to do that within two years. Amen. I'm sharing this with you because you're going through whatever you're going through now and you, and you think, no, this is the end of it. No. You may not see what is out there, but you need to believe in this God Hallelujah. because he will direct you. You need to see it. Like for those of you that are working, you have your commitment, uh, you know, your loan payments for your car or maybe for your home. And then you lost your job or maybe less hours and less pay. Sit down. Don't run away from it. Mm -hmm. Sit down. Really look at your old finances. What do you have now that is actually there? Look at the payments that you're currently doing. Go and see your banker or go and see your loan agency. I tell them, look, when I was getting this pay, it was okay to be doing this amount. I, I can only pay this amount. You know, you face it. This is your battle. 
But the energy, the strength is with you. It's relentless. You need to stand up. Face it. Don't run away from it. Don't run away from it. Uh, you need to take ownership. You need to relook really at the way you live your life. Uh, there are certain things that you can cut off. There are certain things you can change. Everybody needs to go through those adjustments. I remember, like for me at home, I love my hot cocoa before I go to sleep. And sometimes I've already brushed my teeth, and then I'm asking my daughter, my sister-in-law, my daughter-in-law, uh, to bring myself uh, my flask, hot flask of cocoa. And sometimes when it comes and I'm already laying down, already brushed my teeth, I'm lazy to drink my cocoa and go back to the bathroom to go and brush my teeth. So I'll sleep. In the morning, we usually walk, and uh, we walk about, we leave home at about quarter past five, or sometimes half past five. So when I stand up in the morning, and the, for me, maybe little, but those are the adjustments that I do. I usually, before, I'll just come, pick up my flask, pour the whole thing into the sink, wash it, leave it, uh, mix another one, then I go. But not now. Now I come, I pour the contents into the mug, heat it up in the microwave, pour it back into my flask, and then I go for the walk. So there are little adjustments that you have you need to do. Uh, the life that you used to live before, you need to make those adjustments. Maybe you said, oh, no, I'm okay. No, you may be okay now, but, you know, you need to do those adjustments now. Little things and little change that you need to make um, because God is going to help you. God will see how you're going to be managing with the little things of your life because he is always and always and always there with you. So when we come into this My TV, we had that loan that we need to pay, which is about $17,000 a month. And we have a $5,000 invoice that we have to pay for all the airtime program, including this one that I'm uh, preaching from today. And we pay for our airtime. And not only that. Uh, we need to help with the uh, operating cost. I'm sharing that because I remember when uh, Stanley came, uh, just when the COVID-19 uh, started, he said, he came to the office and he said, oh, we had our meeting, and we, I came back from this meeting. Um, you know, one of the ambassadors, he turned to me and he said, uh, how are you going, uh, getting on? What about my TV? Uh, he, he mentioned something that day, and I went to him, and I really had a good thought about it. He laughed and he said, I turned to him and I said, you people may be feeling it now, but we were under COVID-19 since 2016. Amen. Because when we started in 2016, we came in in about September, October 2016. When we came in, it's always the odds. There were more odds. More odds. And it's, yeah, you know, whatever that you're going through today, I want to share that with you because you're looking at your odds right now. You know, unpaid bills, uh, you know, it's like a big mountain in front of you. Uh, maybe you have your business and you don't know how to run it anymore. There's no money coming in and you cannot pay your staff. Um, the volume of it is different. Maybe some of us are just domestic ones, but some are commercial and some are much, much greater and higher. But I'm sharing with you that what happened then, um, it's a you know, lifetime testimony for me and for uh, the church I could believe so. And when that was happening, and I look back and I went home and I was thinking, yeah, 2016, it's, uh, it's like you're always waiting on something. Uh, because for the church, we do a mission study. So whatever that they get through the mission study, that helps the church to run. So we were working with that and for investing the time coming in, we have a few uh, uh, committed uh, series, we call them airtime uh, investors. So they invest on the time being uh, aired to, I uh, no, no, through my TV. So that finances come straight uh, from different couples. Some of them are children. Uh, their their um, parents give their children's name. And some from afar, globally, they sit. And some are not church members as well. So as that was happening, I would like to share with you today that he is a God of possibility. Money is not always the currency.
He is a God of possibilities. So wherever you are, you know, you may be sitting and say, okay, I missed that, I missed that. I cannot do that. I cannot do that. Yeah, we have to do a lot of adjustment. For me, as I go, because I, as a global director for um, the ministry, I look after the finances, I look after the administration. So I went back. There's certain things that we need to cut. I went to FBC. We stopped our uh, airing our program on their television station, uh, cut on the cost with Go Advertising on our billboards. So there were a lot of adjustments. So those are the adjustments that you need to make uh, to survive. And... Money is not always there. You need to, you know, cut out the things that you don't need or lessen the things that you're currently using right now. And like what I said, nearly everybody that are listening to me today, our life has changed, shifted a bit. Um, you cannot deny that because everybody has gone through that. And when that happened, you know, it's amazing how God works because he is God and there is no other God like him. There won't be any other God like him. And I remember one time when we moved up to this building, we were sitting right at the corner. Uh, we still have to get the petitions for the office. And I was sitting there with uh, Nate and uh, we were going through the books. I had the book for the ministry and all the business to be paid and I had the book for my TV. I look at the money, I look at these finances and I said, okay, the money that we have here, we can give it to uh, my TV. And I was shot, and I put a circle in red pen and $9,300. So I circled it in red pen. Asinati was sitting next to me, and I turned to her and I said, okay, we have to pray for that money. And I turned to her and I said, I'm really hungry. I really want to have a cup of tea and anything there. So we had one of the ladies came in and said, oh, Auntie Rai, we have some uh, cookies. I said, no, I don't want to eat cookies. I really want to eat something else. It's okay, just make me a cup of tea. So we had tea. Just when we were sitting there having tea, because there was no petition at all, because we haven't even able to buy the petition or buy the ply to put up the petition, this couple walk in, um, a Muslim and a Fijian lady. They walk in and they had this cake, and all I could see is the Holiday Inn sticker on the cake. Uh, the cake box. They walked in and they said, we want to come and see you. All said, okay, we go to my office. So I stood up, uh, we came to the office. When we came to the office, she laid the cake down and she said, you know, this morning, I don't know what, what happened to him. Uh, he just woke up and he said, we will go and see Auntie Ryan today. So we came, we went to the bank and he said, we will go and buy one cheesecake for Auntie Ryan. So they brought the cheesecake and they brought it right in. And I said, you know what? We were just sitting there and I was sharing with Nati that I don't want to eat the dry cookies. I was hungry, but I wasn't ready to eat the cookies. So I just had tea. It's amazing. The timing. Why I'm sharing this? Because it's the life that you live. Not the currency, the money. The life that you live. Your possibilities is limitless. You have it there. But when you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, it's amazing what he can do. The unthinkable. Things that you cannot even fathom. He can make a lot. You know, to happen in your life. So as the lady was uh, sharing her story, I, I could see this Muslim guy. He, he turned, he was crying in tears. And I looked to him and I said, Mr. Ali, would like to share anything. And he said, you know, Auntie Ryan, I don't really know how to, what, how to share this. Um, and he said, I am a Muslim. And last two weeks, I sold one of my home. When I sold that house, and I was thinking to myself, I'll take um, a tithe uh, of that money to take it to... Um, Macbul, to one of our, because we also sponsor mission work, and he was talking about the mission work uh, of, of how the Muslims uh, uh, sponsor the Muslims, uh, I mean the, the mission work. When he was uh, relaying the story, and then he said, I don't know what happened, but this morning when I woke up, the only thing that I could hear and see was your face. So I came, I told my wife, I don't know why I saw Auntie Ryan. And uh, the wife turned, and she was just sobbing and crying. She said, man, Auntie Ryan, I don't know what happened, but this morning it was just unlike him. He just stood up and he said, we go. We have to go and see Auntie Ryan. So they went to the bank. And then he said, Auntie Ryan, so she, he handed out a brown envelope. He said, this is the tithe for the house that I sold. 
I want to share this today. I mean, that happened about two years ago or one and a half year ago. But I want to share with you, when you trust to believe in the God that I'm trying to promote to you, he'll fix all the issues of your life. Because it will take away the worries of your life. He will. But it doesn't mean for you just to pray and stay still. No, you have to pray and work your faith. You need to be diligent. You need to stand up and do something. You can't just lie idle and, and fast and pray and wait on him. No, you need to do some work. You need to do some work. And then he turned and he gave that and he said, please pray for this money because I'm building another home for my two sons and for my uh, first wife to move in. And I want you to pray over. So we, we came in agreement in my office and we prayed over that envelope. You know, when I was praying, I didn't know how much money was in that envelope. All I knew that he was burdened by the Lord to bring. Imagine a Muslim to hear what God is saying to bring to a Christian. That's no, no explanation. That's just God. That's just God. So when they left to go, I called Nate and I said, Nate, bring the book because we were working outside. I said, bring the book. So she brought the book in and I got the yellow highlight and the highlight that 9,300. And I said, Nate, come, we pray. I hope and I pray and I believe that this money is going to fit that circle that I've just circled this morning. But when we counted the money, it's $9,500 cash. Amen. I want to share with you today that you need to believe in this God and his name is Jesus. He does the extraordinary. He brings the possibilities to the impossibility. He is your God and he's within your reach. You don't need to be a pastor or preacher for you to know him. No, just as you receive and believe, you believe. And maybe this morning, you know, racing through your thoughts and you say, oh no, you know, my life is not even befitting to, to call on his name. Oh my life, I've been living such a life that doesn't honor God. He doesn't care what life you have been living. He's concerned about your heart and you alone today. It's time for you to stand still and hear. Hear his voice. He's calling on your name today. So because he is a God against all odds, whatever odds you're going through, like what I said, all odds, sickness, finances, your life, self-control, whatever that you're going through, your family, your workplace, anything and everything, he is a God that can fix those things. Because you need to trust him. And then you begin to, to ask yourself, how can he do it? No, he's not a God for you to ask how he's going to do it. You just need to believe that he can do it. You need to believe that he can do it. According to his words in Isaiah 55, from verse 8, it says, The Lord says, I'm sharing this to you, who doesn't, who doesn't believe in God, and for you who believe in God, and for you who know that there is a God, that you go to every now and then casually, but during this time, take him to be your only companion, your only God. Speak to his Holy Spirit, because he's much closer to you than the clothes you wear, than the people that are around you, because he is your God. According to the truth of his word, in Isaiah 55, verse 8, it says, The Lord says that my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. And then he said, Just as the heavens above the earth, so are my ways above your ways, and my thoughts above your thoughts. And then he said, The rain and the snow, they fall from the sky. They don't return until they water the ground. The plants grew. That water caused the plants to sprout and grow. And then these plants, they provide seeds to the hands of the farmer. And the seeds, they make the bread for the people to eat, you and I. And right to the verse 11, it says, So are my words. This word, the very word. He said, my words that I've spoken through my mouth will never return to me void or empty. The words that he spoken, he said, just like that water that came through the rain and the snow, that watered the ground to make that plant grow, the plant that provides seeds into the farmer's hand, the seeds that produce bread for you to eat, 
Just like that word. The truth of that thing that is happening. That is the truth of this word. The word of God is said, my word I will send. It will never return to me void or empty. It will do and succeed whatever that I've sent it to do. So the very word of God that is sent, all in here, for you to read and believe in the word of God. When you read, you believe in the word of God. When you say you're sick, you tell God, Father, by your stripes, I am healed. I am healed. Lord, by your stripes. A lot of people used to call me or used to vibe me and say, Auntie Ray, can you pray for this? Can you pray for that? And I said, look, God doesn't listen to my prayer. God listens to the heart of your faith. I can pray. I can be the person to vocalize the word to God. But God only works with your faith, not with my prayer, not with my voice, not with anything to do with me, but all to do with you. So I need you to believe in the word of God. Believe in the word of God. You need to trust in the word of God. Because if he says that my words that I've sent will never return to me empty, obviously, if he says nothing is impossible, it will come, empower you, allow everything to be possible, and then go back to him because he spoke the word. You need to believe in the word. You need to receive that power in the word. You need to say to yourself that this is the word. And I remember like last year, I, uh, I was sitting in my office and we were going through our finances with um, Nate, uh, who handles, she's the executive assistant. When I was going through the finances, because at the end of the month, uh, we contribute. Both owners of the company, we contribute. And I was going through circling all the contributions. I said, okay, um, Nate, you do the ministry one. I will be giving you this amount of money uh, for you to clear the ministry. And then Tomorrow we'll hold on to this one here. And then when I was looking at the books, the Holy Spirit, because I have a close relationship with God. I know him. I don't just serve him. I know him. I don't just look at him on, on Sunday. I know him. I don't talk to him only in prayer. He lives within me. I know him. You need to know God more than just a church. You need to serve God more than just on a Sunday. You need to have him as part of your life because there's nothing about you. It's all about him. And then when I was looking there, the Holy Spirit just convinced me and, and tell me, uh, be ready to pay for that extra one. And I looked at the 10,000 and said, Lord, I don't have any more extra 10,000. But I kept on looking at the figure. I put the payment voucher on top of my desk. And then just then my, my phone rang. It was my husband. And then he said, um, I would like to, uh, we would like to come in soon. I said, oh. And I said, there's a couple. I'm going for evangelism, but they will quickly come and have, uh, see you. Give us about 15 to 20 minutes. But at that point in time, when the Lord was telling me for me to look for that 10,000, for me to look, I go to the wall. For me to look, I go to prayer. For me to look, I look for something, uh, you know, a place of solitary, just for me. Me. I don't want to hear any noise, any voice, or anything else. It's just me and God. Because there are moments of your life like mine that nobody else can help you. Only God. So when I was looking at that 10, I said, no, this is for me. And, and I told him, no, you can tell them to come and see us tomorrow. And he said, okay, I'll go straight for your evangelism, and then they'll come to me. And I said, okay. And I when mean, I was still sitting in the office, the other owner came, and then he said, oh, um, see, I just want to uh, let you know, like, for this month, I won't be um, helping. I'm a bit uh, constrained in my finances. I said, that's fine. That's fine. It's okay. Because before he came into my office, God has already burdened me that I may have to look for that money. So I came out to the office, I looked to um, our executive assistant, I said, okay, you process all the payments. When you come in the morning, do all the payments. I'll sign all the checks. Go to all other stakeholders that, done, that you don't need to do the, the payment at the bank because there's no money at the bank. You go to all the companies. If you have to pay TV, uh, a telecom or pay anybody else, you go to their office because they'll take longer to reach the bank. Amen. And then I said, and then she looked at me because she knew, she had a lot of books, she knew fully well are the amount of money that we have in the account. She looked at me and she said, and I said, Nate, just believe. You go. And then 10 o'clock, then you'll go with the ones to go to the bank. 
And then I left from here, drove home, went to the seawall, uh, stand in the place that I always meet my God, look out to the sea, didn't know what to say. And I said, Lord, you know the payment voucher sitting on my desk, you know the red pen that I circled the $10,000, you know. I don't know where to get it from, but you know. So I went home, I stayed with my grandchildren, set up about nearly about quarter to 10. Uh, when I was cleaning up in the kitchen, the security knocked on the door. I came, opened the door, and he said, there's a couple who wants to see you. I looked at the time, and I said, okay, it's late. Do they want prayers? And then he ran down again. He came back, and he said, no, they don't want prayers. They said they'll only take 10 to 15 minutes of your time. And I said, okay. So I quickly went into my office, cleaning up, and said, okay, can bring them up. And then this Fijian guy walked in with a Tongan wife. We met years back when we were in Tonga, and he was coming back with his wife. He came, sat in the office, and then he said, when they sat down, we had our prayer. Uh, he looked at me and he said, we were the couple that called your husband that we wanted to come and see you. So I looked at them and I said, I'm very sorry uh, that I declined to meet you two today because I had a lot of things in my mind. I went to the seawall and I'm ready to see you people tomorrow. But I didn't know that you were the same couple. They looked at me and they said, look, we won't take much of your time. So the Tongan lady or the wife was sitting there. She turned to me and she said, Randini, I have been convicted the whole day today. And I've been nagging him to call you or to call Ngasilevo uh, for us to come and see you. So she took out a brown envelope from her basket, a brown envelope, and she left and she said, um, this is what God burdened me to come and give you. Uh, from my TV and now home, I can't go to sleep. I tried to sleep. I was tossing and turning, tossing and turning. And then my husband was angry with me and tell me, what's wrong with you? And she said, I can't sleep until I give this to her hand. And then the husband said, you've got the message already that she's not ready, she's not free to see us, we'll go and see her tomorrow. And she said, I can't sleep. That's why we said we only take 10 to 15 minutes. So we prayed over that envelope, and then she turned, when she stood up and walked to the door, and then I said, I said, you know, I haven't even read the money that is inside. I look at them and I said, if only you two knew what I went through today. I had something that I stood on the wall for before I came home. And she looked at me and she said, yes, the Lord spoke to me when I was praying this morning that you need 10000 They brought home $10,000 hard cash for that. First time for me to meet that uh, Tongan lady, but only God can do that. So I took the money, brought it out to Nati the next morning for the deposit, and we cleared the bill. God has done greater things than that. He had solved my odds, the odds of my life, the odds of looking after the, the My TV, looking after the ministry, looking after the family. And if you're saying... You know, I have a family too. I have grandchildren. I have, you only have your family to look after. I have the ministry and I have my TV and I have my family and my grandchildren. So my list goes on. And yesterday we shared about 67 fish. We had Pasida Pasta all the way from uh, Namukelau. Thank you, Talanga Simbuli, uh, for all that you have brought all the way from Namuka. Because of the cyclone period, they sort of like took all the cassava, pulled all the cassava out and everything. So he came to Suva with 67 fish, sacks of cassava, uvi, and kawaii, and seven big sacks of coconuts. So yesterday we shared that to all the people that work in my TV, all the families. So we shared it to uh, 16 families. And in the process of doing that, then I turned to uh, Nate and Auntie Luisa and I said, oh wait, I'll go and ask my husband because he came from his village. So I came to the room and I said, would you like a kawaii or, or uvi? I was actually giving the whole thing without anything for the family. So we only cooked a, a pot of ovi last night to have, and we cooked the fish for the mission. And I know that because we were catching for the mission this week. So last night they had thick lolo uh, fish with uh, ovi. And that is, that's our contribution. I mean, the only thing that we get out of that 67 fish. And when it was all gone yesterday, you know, it's just amazing how God works. 
And then when I came in, then Joshua was still there, and, she said, and he said, that's all the fish gone. And even Diana, when I look at Diana, all the people that I was here around, indirectly, because Nati and Luisa, they had the list they were working on, they didn't see anything for us. You know, God will position things in your life. You check yourself whether you really need it. If you don't, please give it. Give it. It's not for you. Not for you. To run it off because we have, the time is catching up on us, I would like to encourage you today. Amen. And it's amazing. And just this morning, I came and asked Diana again. I said, Diana, I remember the security coming up with the blue esky. What was in that? I know it was fish, and we cooked um, one fish. What's all in that esky? She told me, she said, that was Ngaloa zone. Thank you, Taltalangasi, and Randini Taltalangasi, Temo Wakasausa. Thank you so much for the sitting yesterday. So there was a sack of yet coconut and a big esky of about 18 fish. And uh, thank you, Talangas Duvukula, and also Auntie Venina for the sitting of the fish. And thank you, Talangas Adam. You know, the food keep on coming, keep on coming. So when it comes, I don't hold, I give. There are certain things that come in your life today. If you know it is surplus, give. If you know that you've just eaten enough, please share. Because this time, he is the God of all, of all, against all odds. Whatever that you're going through, the odds of your life, the lack of your life, whatever that you're going through, he is there with you. So today... As usual, when we have the, uh, the Holy Communion uh, that we share with the, uh, with the church this morning, I don't know what you're standing on, but I would like you, as you take your communion today, you will be completing it at home uh, because of the time factor here at the studio. And I believe you have your wine and also you have your bread with you. But I will just ask Ngaselevu to pray as a beginning prayer, and then you will continue at home or worship centers, wherever you're sitting right now, on the Holy Communion. Your Holy Communion is for you to have a covenant with God that is a God against all odds. And Amen. I give this time to Ngasileva this morning. He is a God of all odds. We will pray for the bread, represent his body, and for the wine, represent his blood. Hallelujah. A new covenant. When you walk with God, all odds will become even. Hallelujah. You, you go into abundance, and you will go into overflow. Amen. Just because we are serving a living God. Hallelujah. He walks on the water, the lame can walk, the blind can see, and he can do it. Father, I pray over the bread. Yes, Father. Which represent your body. Hallelujah. I pray over the wine that represent your blood. It's a new covenant. Thank you, Jesus. For those that will continue at home, we thank you, Father God, that you will bless them. Yes, Father. You bless them mightily. The blessing that will come, overtake them, O oh Lord. And thank you for the closed door will be open, the oh, way hallelujah. that will show. And we thank you, Father God. As we bless our nation, bless our leaders, O oh Lord, the, um, the president, the yes, prime minister, Father. the ministers, the leaders of all organizations, in all ministries, all the denomination, the mainline church, yes, the Pentecostal, Lord. we we bless them, O oh Lord. Yes, Father. Thank you, Father God, for every family that are tuning in yes, and those Lord. that will tune in later on Facebook. Bless them, O oh Lord. And we thank you for this morning. Thank you, Father God, that we are not yes, forgetting the, the sick, those that are sick, yes, O oh Lord. I pray for healing power. Because you are Jehovah Rapha. Yes, Father. Thank you, Father God, for the relationship restored in the mighty name of yes, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Bless our Holy Communion this morning as we'll continue at home. Those that are tuning in right now. Yes, Father. Thank you, Father God, that we will partake the bread and we will partake the wine. 
and glory to your name. Oh, Thank you for them that they will receive within this week. Yes, Father. Within these seven oh, days, hallelujah. they will receive the blessing. Yes, the Father. open doors, the Thank business you. will yes, stand Lord. up. We'll turn around. Yes, the job will come back. Oh, in oh our nation will stand in again Jesus because name. we rely on in you. Jesus we name. thank you, Father, for the three positive cases yes, that so will Father. become negative. In Jesus and there name. will be no new cases oh, hallelujah. coming in. And thank you for our leaders. They will stand firm. They will go forward because they are supported oh, by a God thank that you. is with us today. Yes, Jesus, His name you. is Emmanuel. Oh, thank with you, Spirit. And he's with us. We thank you, Father God, this morning. We give you the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So this morning, partake the bread and partake the wine. You can do it in your family. Take your time. In Jesus' name we pray. In Turek in Shuba, we take this time to bless you and bless you mightily.